Hey everyone, welcome to the next podcast. We thank you for joining us. Uh, this is the Nakinoku Startup Life Podcast, and today I'm with Earl. Um, you know, if uh, James Brown was the hardest working sh- uh, man in show business, Earl is the hardest working man I know uh, in in packaged food. Uh, he has a day time, he's a day job. He uh, uh, does a lot of farmers markets selling uh, barbecue on the weekends. And on top of all of that, he's got a barbecue sauce brand, which is known as Uncle Earl's, uh, which, as we'll find out, is um, actually a reference to his father. Um, Earl, thank you for joining us today. It's uh, it's awesome to have you on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah. And we've been at a event before, and it always struck me not just how hardworking you are. I, you know, when when I talked to my wife about uh, about uh, meeting you, I was like, this man's a machine. Just keeps working, <laughs> man. Like. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you keep it up, but um, but yeah, you're an inspiration, man. Thank I, you. I, appreciate I appreciate working with you, and I appreciate you know, uh, you know, both you, Udell, and Elise, um, all kind of uh, kind of trusting me back when I was uh, completely unproven, and kind of, <laughs> kind of promised something that you know we uh, uh, we weren't exactly sure how it was all going to work out, but you know, grateful that it all did work out. But uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. So today we kind of wanted to talk about legacy, but before we do. I just wanted to talk a little bit about barbecue because I love barbecue as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a passion of mine. Um, and on, on one of your Instagram posts, you're talking about low and slow. And right. I'm all about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. You talk about barbecue, you can have uh, ribs if you make it, you know, hot and fast, which is, you know, at a high temperature for a short period of time. Right. It just doesn't break down the meat as well you're as right. when you do low right. and slow. Rendering the fat and everything. Right. Like right. So maybe talk a little bit about what do you like about barbecue? What's what's kind of what what is it about barbecue and uh, maybe tell us a little bit about the brand and and where you're available today okay well the brand is uh, uncle earl's barbecue and blue sauce and uh the reason i called it that is because well for one uh i named it after my father everyone calls my for like uncle earl no one calls me uncle earl in the family <laughs> you know and so he's the one that taught me about barbecue he's the one that taught me about the blues and the funny thing about it, you kind of take things for granted. You know, every time uh, we would barbecue or have the family come over and whatever, the blues is playing in the background. You know, my father's from uh, Belzona, Mississippi. So that, that was like the sound, you know, that he grew up with and that I grew up with. You know, and it's once again, it's something that you take for granted. You don't really think about. And it's like uh, I just wanted to give people that vibe that I had that myself and my family had growing up in terms of the music, the camaraderie, the whole thing. That's to me, that's what a good barbecue is. Mm -hmm. It's not just sitting by yourself, even though it's still good, (laughs) but you know, it's about just like family and coming together. And um, so, I'm sorry, what was the question? (laughs) Just tell us a little bit about like uh, your brand and also how you, you know, where you sold, you know, how, how you got into barbecue itself. So once again, you know, uh, my father, uh, one day he had to go pick up my mother. I don't remember how old I was, maybe 10. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I was young. Mm-hmm. He had to go pick up my mother, and he left me with the grill like, okay, that chicken's on, take it off. <laughs> I got to go pick up uh, uh, your mother. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, you know. And so, believe me, I was so nervous, and I'm watching this chicken, and I'm doing what I can do. I'm trying to emulate what he did. And so I took the chicken off, and when he came home, he tasted it. And, you know, my father's from the South, and he's country as 
I don't know what. And because when this is my first time hearing this this term, and he was like, "Boy, you put your foot in this," and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> like I'm, I messed up, and he was like, "Oh no, this is good." I'm like, "Oh, okay." I had no idea at that time what that meant, and um, I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I was hooked in terms of cooking food. Someone tasted it and enjoying what you, you know, what you do. And then also, I was a, a, a picky eater as a kid. You know, um, uh, my mother's as well as from the same town that my father's from mm-hmm. in Mississippi. So we would get a lot of southern food that I didn't eat. I was, I'm kind of weird. I don't eat greens, but I'll eat spinach and cabbage. <laughs> you know, okay. so, and I can only, to a certain degree, cook what I eat. Mm-hmm. I've worked in other restaurants, and you know, I can follow the recipe, but it's it's something about you know, um, you knowing how you want this to taste, and making it to your taste, and then serving it to somebody else. They're like, oh my god, this is this is good. I never had it like this. That's because you made it, you know, to your taste, and they enjoy what you make, and that's what I really love about. Uh, barbecue and then once again with my sauce because this is something that I made for myself and made for my family and that we were eating and um how actually got started you know um I'm a filmmaker and we were at at the house we were making shooting a movie a a short and I wanted to feed the crew my -hmm. friends who came over to help me shoot this this movie so I made some um jerk chicken and with barbecue sauce Mm -hmm. And so, at this time, there was no jerk, you know what I'm saying, barbecue sauce, right, right. right? And so, my friends were like, they were like, oh, my God, this is good, man. You can sell this. Mm. You know, and I really didn't pay any attention to it. I, you know, my whole thing was just trying to make a good barbecue sauce and make it consistent every time. And I didn't want to stick to that recipe because I was using, kind of doctoring up mm-hmm products that was already out. Right. My thing, I wanted to do something from scratch. Mm-hmm. So um, I just kept working with it, working with it, trying different things and making different things. And I finally made my own jerk barbecue from scratch, which is um, the, the Southside Jerk Barbecue. Gotcha. And um, my family loved it. This mm-hmm. is something that we did. They were like, hey, you know, make that barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, my cousin uh, Erica, uh, she went to this church in Bronzeville. I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the church. And they had a family, like a family and friend celebration or whatever, and they had a barbecue competition. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, you should get in it. I was like, okay. You know, so I, I went in and I, I thought I was going to lose because I was like, okay, the fix is in. Yeah. So the guy who was running the competition was in the competition. Nice. I'm like, come on, man. For real, come on, son. <laughs> so, and then he had Sweet Baby Rays. Oh, wow. And I'm like, you no, know, and at this time, like, Sweet Baby was relatively new, man. but everybody loves Sweet Baby Rays. I use Sweet Baby Rays, you mm-hmm. know, and I was like, man. And he was saying, well, you know, it's not like Sweet Babies because I doctor it, it's, mm-hmm. I made it better. Uh huh. So, but I actually used my jerk barbecue sauce and I won. That's awesome. Yeah. And, I was supposed to go on stage and say, hey, this is, you know, mm. uh, at the time it wasn't called uh, Uncle Earl's. At the time I, uh, I was Jamaican Jacks is what I called it. Jamaican <laughs> Jacks. <laughs> and um, he was mad that I beat him. And he wouldn't let me go up on stage to get the check and the certificate. They mailed oh, wow. it to me like later. It was funny. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there was no promotion from that. He was mad. So the, the, the Southside Jerk is an award-winning uh, sauce. Nice. Very yeah. nice. No, it's you know it's it's interesting when you the way you talk about that, 
Um, I just watched a video and I actually put it on Twitter uh, about Ira Glass, um, who does uh, This American Life on NPR. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the creative process. And, you know, it's really interesting whether you're making food, mm-hmm. whether you're starting a business, this creative process of like, we want to make something and put it out into the world. Or that's right. really cool. Right. Um, I think that's what drives a lot of us is that like, look, there's something that we've experienced and we want to share that with the world. It's like that, you know, that creative process. So. I, you know, that's a that's an awesome story for sure. Um, and, and, you know, I think that leads us to what we wanted to talk about today, which is, you know, the, the kind of the legacies that we take on board, mm-hmm. you know, the, the teaching from your dad and um, how do we leave that for the next generation, right? So right. when you think about what your dad left for you as a legacy, you know, it's obviously not just barbecue sauce, right? You know, mm-hmm. our, our parents uh, leave us much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything that you'd want to say, like, you know, in terms of what you learned from your dad, something that you took away that kind of helped you in the business that you think would help other people as well? Well, it's funny. My my father uh, really gave me, he didn't give me a blueprint in terms of uh, exactly how to do barbecue or exactly how to do things. But one thing he did get into me is like, you know, you start it, you got to finish it. And he kind of encouraged me to be me and do my thing and, and what it was that I was doing. You know, um, I'm sure your family's the same way. Everybody's like, it's, it's, it's the art of creating that people love. Mm-hmm. And it's to be able to say, hey, I did this, this is me. So someone, your auntie or your mother or your uncle will have a recipe and they're famous for these chicken cutlets or for this, and they're not sharing mm-hmm. that <laughs> recipe like this is mine. I created this with my hand. And so my father kind of instilled that into me to, to create something and, and, and make it taste uniquely unique to you. Mm-hmm. That is good, you know, because I used to always cook something and he'll taste it and I'm watching him like, you know, is he going to like it? Is this, you know, um, so that's something that he that he really put into me to, you know, to take your time with it, because like rushing, you can't rush barbecue. You know, um, you have some like it's funny, my uncle. He teases me to this day about cooking, taking so long, cook ribs. Don't take that long to cook ribs. And, And he'll, you know. You know, burn it, not burn it, but he'll you know, turn the, uh, the grill up and he'll go fast and he'll put aluminum foil over mm-hmm. the uh, the ribs. Somehow the, the steam's going to come back down and cook it. That's his way of doing it. And his ribs aren't bad, but they're not as tender as mine. Mm-hmm. But everybody had their way of doing things. And that's something that my father showed me, like, okay, look, take your time with it. Yeah. Do your thing. And that's what's important. I know that may sound a little vague, but it's important to do your thing and make it yours because once you have that and once you uh, uh master it if, if if there's even a such thing of doing it because you're always learning you know as you go once you have that that's the key that's it no one can take that from you you know because we were just talking actually last night um it's a uh my sergeant he he cooks as well mm-hmm. And I was talking to him about, like, yo, what is Chicago barbecue? Mm -hmm. You know, what is Chicago barbecue? Because the world is much smaller now. And when I was a kid, in my mind, Chicago barbecue was a thing, Mm -hmm. right? You know, and the funny thing of Chicago has always been known as a a foodie spot, even before that word was created. It was known as a place to come and get food. And living in Chicago, growing up in Chicago, you take things for granted Mm -hmm. because people come here for a Chicago style hot dog, mm-hmm. but to you and I, it's a hot dog. Right. 
You know, it's like, oh, they got the relish and they got the sport peppers. You're looking like, <laughs> it's a hot dog. Right, but they don't eat it like that where they're from. And you don't really think like that. And we were talking about, like, you know, what is Chicago-style barbecue? And, you know, the thing we came up with was, like, dude, rib tips. Mm. They don't really do rib tips outside of Chicago. It's it's not a big thing like it is mm. in Chicago. Like, you can go to other places, of course, they do rib tips. But it's a little, it's a different thing here in Chicago. Like, that's our thing. And it, it comes from, you know, being poor and not throwing anything away. You coming from the South, in the South they ate everything. They made anything a delicacy. And so when you're doing your St. Louis cut of ribs, you know, you cut the rib tip off and you throw it away. You know, but if you're working at the, the meat factory and you cut the, the right. ribs and you gotta feed your family, hey, don't throw that away. We're gonna do something with this, you know? And I love rib tips. I love rib tips and it's like a, you know, I know somebody probably hear this and get mad, like, oh, we we do it in our city, in our town. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, but that's really a Chicago thing. It's a thing, right, right. Yeah, and, you know, I know on the, the south side, it's funny because as I'm trying to figure out what's a Chicago thing, what's really my thing, people will tell you what they want. You know, on 95th, uh, the, the Beverly Market, 95th is which one of the markets that I uh, work um, on Sundays. I had chicken. I started, like, with chicken, and I started out with just doing ribs. And the people, hey, hey, what are the tips and the links? Which is like right. peanut butter and jelly on the south side. It's like right. you got to have, you got tips, you got links. Mm. You know, it's it's not even a rarity. People don't do tips without links. You probably could buy a link sandwich or whatever, what have you. But if you got tips, you got links. Right. And so I have people like, yo, where it's at? You know, and it's funny, like, okay, Chicago barbecue got to be more than that. You know, um, but as I was saying, in terms of the world being smaller, you know, briskets are out of Texas now. Everybody's mm-hmm. doing, they, they might do a Texas-style brisket or they might put their own little spin depending where they are. Yeah. But you have more people doing brisket now and pulled pork and, right. you know, burn ends. You know, it's, it's out of Kansas City. It's in Chicago. It's in Oakland. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's a little harder to, to define to a certain degree now because the world is smaller. But that goes right back to, like, what my father said. You, you know, take your time and do your thing. And it is it shine. It it rise to the top. Yeah, and and I think you know, even though we want to talk about legacy, but I think this is this is really something that's on my heart too, which is, you know, taking your time about things. Because mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm hitting that like what is it like sixteen months I think in business, and mm-hmm. it's one of the hardest things because oftentimes that's a time at which things start to slow down. You hit yeah. a wall, right? Yeah. People talk about that second year of marriage. It's like that same thing. You hit mm-hmm. a wall. And either you get to choose to keep going, right? You have a conviction, you believe in the business and you mm-hmm. keep going, or you give up and you walk away. And that, there's really only two choices there. You can't like drag yeah. yourself along. You kind of have to decide either I'm going to do this or I'm going to walk away. Yeah, that, that whole concept of keeping at it and until you, you perfect it. Yeah. You know, that, that takes time. That takes um, a lot of patience. But uh, the other thing I also wanted to point out, like the nugget of, of truth in what you said a lot of the stuff that is fashionable now mm-hmm. started from people who were poor yeah. trying to make things. So, you know, like you talk, you know, for, for us Indians, curry, right? Mm-hmm. Curry comes out of trying to preserve meat. Right. They're trying to preserve meat with spices. Mm-hmm. And now it's this fancy thing, but it started out as poor people trying to, you exactly. know, um, 
it's so funny. You look across so many different cultures, it's the same sushi, right? Mm -hmm. Sushi was originally made as these uh, uh, quick things that someone could take with them mm -hmm. and eat on the run, right? Like okay, it was like, it was, yeah, yeah. right. But now it's just like high class things. The same thing with brisket, you know, mm -hmm. for a long time, nobody really cared much about brisket. Right. And then suddenly it's this thing and it's this high class and everybody's paying so much money for it. But it was really a way to take really tough meat. Right. Make it tender and make it tasty so that, you know, people who were poor could still enjoy. Still enjoy. Still, yeah. And to that degree, the same thing with burn-ins. Yeah. You know, burn-ins was something that you would cut. They used to give burn-ins away. Right. <laughs> they used to give it away because this is the end of the you know on the brisket. They're trying to get to the to the meat of the brisket and like oh yeah we're gonna get rid of these burn ends. So they would they would just cut it and just have it on the side for people in line to taste it like okay. But then people kept coming to ask for it. and He's like wait a minute, you know yeah, this is a right. thing right? <laughs> right? And so they start selling burn ends and like I said this was a, um, a thing in Kansas City, and because we know that like you know that um, brisket is a Texas thing. But once again, it grew out of Texas and went to Kansas City, and then Kansas City had burn-ins, and now burn-ins are elsewhere. But like you said, that's, you know, poor people. Um, it's a, I get, <laughs> I'm, I'm quoting Bugs Bunny, this, so <laughs> forgive me. But necessity is the mother of invention, yeah. Yeah. And, and it truly is. When you Like you said, the same thing with the sushi, same thing with the curry. Jerk chicken, you know, that was, that was made by the Maroons, who like slaves that ran away in the, in the Blue Mountains in Jamaica, and it's like okay, we gotta eat, and we don't need to have a lot of smoke in the air. It's like this is where we at, come and get us. So you know they they developed a way to cook without the smoke being all over the place. When they was cooking low and slow, and they were making their jerk chicken, and they weren't thinking in terms of like yeah, we're gonna cook this, and this is gonna be called jerk chicken. Right. No, they was feeding themselves, feeding their families. When you see something on TV, they want it to be shiny, they want it to be glitzy. So when they're talking about brisket, they're not really gonna have a conversation about where the brisket came from. And in some instances, they do. They do. Yeah. But when you actually listen to like Aaron Franklin yeah. or whoever, he's talking about how he started. He talk about, they give you a little history on the brisket, why I cut it this way, why mm -hmm. I trim it this way. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, and those are the nuggets that I think people will gloss over it, but this is Aaron, you know what I'm saying? He's telling you, he's like the griot, you know, and just handing this knowledge down. Listen to what I'm saying. This is why I do this. And then even when you get it, you know, remember what Aaron said, but once again, you're going to make it your own. It's a certain way why you treat it, why you do it the way you do it, you know? But um, I think people who love, like you were saying in terms of like you like barbecue and you, you like ribs or whatever, what have you, but you're not really into the fast way of doing it. You like the whole process, the artistry of making it slow and having it be tender and taste a certain way. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a lot of people like that. It's a lot of people like that. And of course you have your commercial barbecue places out here and you can go and uh, uh, get your ribs and whatever you want to get. But I think if you had the opportunity to go to this shiny place mm -hmm. or this place with this old man yeah. <laughs> yep. you're looking at the old man like okay yeah he got regular slice of white bread right you know i think i'm gonna go over here with him right because he was here all night yeah. this guy just got here and like i'm ready yeah right. no no that's that's a great um because we're coming to the end of our time but i feel like you know someone was talking about call to action and, and typically they talk about call to action of a podcast it's like well subscribe and blah blah but i think there's there's something deeper than that when we talk like you know you know, person to person, mm -hmm. some of it's about like 
learning from each other. And uh, hopefully people who are listening will take away from this about being more thoughtful about food. Right. You know, uh, yeah. one, be more thoughtful about food and, and you know, try and uplift and, and, and um, support those who are taking time with their craft. Right. Not not just the fancy schmancy uh, and it's not Corvus Rich or anything, but just, you know, try and find those people who have been at it for a while and reward them for that by supporting right. them for sure. Um, the other thing to the to the entrepreneurs who are listening, I think from, you know, taking that the, the point from what you were saying is take your time. Right. right. Anything that's worth doing is going to take some time. It's worth spending that time, investing that time into it. You have to fail up, though. That right. That's something that, you know, you you there's no way to get to a good brisket without making a bad brisket. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to get to a good painting without making a bad painting. The funny thing about it, like if you look at Picasso, mm -hmm. he knows how to paint traditionally. Mm -hmm. He can make a life painting, right. but this is his style. And before he got to his style, he had to make bad paintings, even if you think Picasso paintings are bad. <laughs> <laughs> but he had to learn by making mistakes and someone saying, okay, don't do that. Then he learned something himself, like, oh, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So you have to fail up. You have to make your mistakes. I know I definitely failed up going into the winter and, you know, trying to have a barbecue sauce company in a pandemic right. where people don't want to come together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, my whole thing is, hey, come together, listen to some music, get some food. They're like, yeah, no, don't breathe on me. <laughs> <laughs> That is super but you know what, man? I I am so um, so encouraged by the fact that we are coming to the summer, just at yes. the beginning of the summer, right? And and uh, people are finally getting out. I'm hearing people talk about barbecue again. So yes, yes, I'm excited. If I'm I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully we'll start to see some of our um, some of the folks who've been working with us and and others yeah. in the local community start to like you know be able to get get more business and get out there because I know it's really good barbecue out there and you do yeah. awesome barbecue and I appreciate you and your um, your outlook on life man like you know when we were out at the uh, 1871 event you know you connect with people and I appreciate that I think a lot of times we just look for the sale I'm, I'm really bad about that I'm an introvert so I'm not really good at connecting with people and I appreciate that you look at people and talk to them and that's a big yeah. deal so yeah um, thanks for joining us today, man. I, you know, I really appreciate it. And I said this to um, Olivia on our last podcast, but it's true. I feel like there's so much more to talk about. Yeah, so, yeah. I feel like I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. I hope I got the points you needed me to get. <laughs> yeah, we did. It's just, uh, it's great to talk and let's talk again soon. I, you know, I appreciate, Definitely. I appreciate Definitely. you and let's, uh, let's maybe plan another catch up soon. Oh well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for joining us on our third podcast now. Um, we're hopefully getting better with this um, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Thank you.